Happy Wednesday, Boss Rebellish. This is Patty Dominguez with Tim Wambach, and you are listening to episode 92 of the Boss Re Society podcast. Thanks for listening in. On this episode, we are featuring Chandler Bolt, incredible entrepreneur who earlier this year tells us a story of literally how he had zero in his bank account. And earlier in the fall or late summer, he hit seven figures. How does that happen? Well, you got to listen in to find out because... It really is a compilation of his mindset, the consistency, the discipline, the thought process that he goes to, calculated risks, and then some. You're going to learn a lot from this episode. It is incredible. So make sure to check out the show notes at bossresociety.com forward slash show 92. That is S-H-O-W-9-2 for more on Chandler and the downloads of what you can get there, as well as our business's resource guide, absolutely free. So make sure to check that out at bossresociety.com forward slash show 92. Let us know what you think about the show. As always, you can catch us on Twitter at Boss Re Society, of course, on Facebook. So that is facebook.com forward slash Boss Re Society Dojo D-O-J-O. And here is the show. Do you believe there is more to your career than waiting for the gold watch in 40 years? Did you know that the average American spends 200 hours a year commuting to a job they probably hate? Does it frost your ass to get a 2% raise that barely keeps up with the rate of inflation? Have you ever worked for a boss hole? We know how you feel, and we want to help. Welcome to the Boss Free Society Podcast, your entertaining entrepreneur therapy session with your hosts, Tim Wambach and Patty Dominguez. Couch not included. Patty, we're back in the studio. We have another great, great guest. I'm excited to share uh, his story with our listeners. Yeah, it's really cool. We were just um, kind of making note of Chandler. Oh, man. I think I'm spoiling it already. So why don't you go ahead and get started with the intro, not, and then I'll do the spoiler. <laughs> You're not spoiling anything. So we have Chandler Bolt uh, on our podcast today. Chandler uh, was bit by the entrepreneurial bug at an early age when he saw that he could make a lot more money working for himself. While his friends were off searching for jobs, he was out starting businesses. Uh, at the age of 11, he was selling personal snacks at Scout Camp. And by age 17, he hired his friends to help him operate his landscaping business that earned him $10,000 for college. All in all, by age 20, he started and ran over $320,000 in businesses. During this time, he taught other college students how to run their own successful businesses and received the Entrepreneur of the Year Award from young entrepreneurs across America. Chandler now speaks to students across the country, teaching them the lessons he's learned as a young entrepreneur and encouraging them to take the entrepreneurial leap. Chandler is an author and he also teaches people how to write best-selling books. We'll be talking a lot about that. The Boss Free Society podcast welcomes Chandler Bolt. Chandler, ah! yes, and the, the crowd, crowd goes wild. <laughs> People throwing stuff, like everyone's in an uproar. Welcome, crowd welcome surfing. to our show. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Thanks surfing. for having me, guys. Excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us, Chandler, what are you passionately working on right now? Oh, man, I'm on fire working on uh, my business self-publishing school. So kind of what Tim was saying, we teach people how to write, market, and publish their first book in 90 days. And we've just been uh, growing like crazy. We're expanding. We're uh, 
helping a lot of people. And so it's, it's exciting. going to say, how many people have you gone through the program already? Oh, man, close to 500, I think. Wow. So, too bad. And how I'm long just, has it been out? We're just over our one-year anniversary. I mean, really, our critical mass has started since February. So that's when we've gotten probably... <laughs> 90% of our members. So we've been on a, on a steep uptick since then. <laughs> so just to give uh, the little background, Patty, uh, I met Chandler about four years ago when I was helping out Adam Carroll. At, uh, Adam Carroll has a conference called Succeed Faster. And at the time, I believe Chandler was a college student. And what uh-huh. exactly? What exactly happened uh, after Succeed Faster, Chandler? <laughs> well, um, pretty shortly after, I guess, the second one, um, I dropped out of school and um, really had no idea what business I was going to run, but just knew I was going to run a business. And I was kind of tired of learning how to run a business from professors who had never ran a business. <laughs> that that really didn't make too much sense to me. And I, I'd, I'd always get, I, I always had a passion for business and I got to college and I was like, all right, cool. Here we are. Teach me business. And I'm like, well, about that. Actually, you've got like two and a half years of prerequisites. So if you'll just take this science class, this English class, this 15 other classes that have Basket enough- Basket weaving 101. Yeah, it's like, then you can qualify for the business class. So I was like, what are you talking about? So I kind of drudged through it, but then finally it was just like, stop the madness. And a couple of Succeed Faster buddies kind of jokingly said, hey, Chandler, when are you going to drop out of school for real? And <laughs> I was like, oh, shoot. Uh, well, now that you mention it, and it start, the wheels started turning because I always thought, okay, when my business reaches this point, I'll, I'll drop out. Probably like, you know, when my business reaches this point, I'll quit my job. You know, a lot of people think, or when my, right. you know, when I reach this mark or when it's self-sustaining or whatever, it's, I'll make the leap. But then finally I was just looking at my opportunity cost and it just didn't make sense to stay in. I mean, I had a lot of scholarships, so I could have finished out my degree for about three grand in, uh, in, in um, tuition. And so for a lot of people, they would say, well, that's stupid. You should have just paid the three grand. Like, that's a no-brainer, uh, so cheap college education, right? But for me, it was the, the two years of opportunity cost uh, that I would have missed out on. And it was the best decision I've ever made. So in your opinion, are entrepreneurs born or, are they, or do they grow into entrepreneurship? I don't think you can be a born entrepreneur. I think you got to learn it. And I, I think I'm a little bit biased, but I, I think um, you got to earn it by hustling. And I, I'm a big hustler. And, and my dad taught me how to really, really work. Um, so I, I, I think you, you can learn it, but it's going to take a lot of work. Whether it's, now, some people might be a little bit more gifted to begin with. So they might, you know, they, it might come a little bit easier. But at the end of the day, I feel like it's the whole Will Smith, uh, I'll die on this treadmill kind yeah. of thing. Like, <laughs> I will die on the treadmill and someone might have a little bit more intuition, a little bit more whatever, entrepreneurial. They might be the right Myers-Briggs or whatever for, to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> but, you know, I, I will continually outwork them. And So it and, sounds like your dad taught you the lessons of outworking. How did he do that, by the way? Ooh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of, in one of my books, he called it mini- Many successes, so like many as in small and many as in a lot. So like little successes over time. So whether it was sports, Boy Scouts, you know, letting me run a little bit and and give me a little bit of freedom. Like it was a lot of little things uh, and and then just pushing me. Now, you, you wrote a book with your brother kind of about this, right? 
Yes, this is uh, it's a book called Breaking Out of a Broken System. So it's um, it's 15 things my brother and I learned growing up um, that our parents taught us um, that we thought were pretty normal, but when when we got in the real world, uh, we we realized that not many people get taught these things. And so my brother plays in a pretty popular rock and roll band. I'm business guy, so it was these 15 things from an artist perspective and then from a business person's perspective. And there are different takes on these same 15 things. And then um, all the all the profits for the book go to charity. So Love it. Like one, one book, one life, buy a book, save a life, that, that sort of thing. So it was a That's fun That's awesome. That's Why don't you ex- explain a little bit more about that, the, the one book, one life, and how that, that, that comes – how that helps. Yeah, so it's kind of our, – our thing was always, hey, buy the book, and not only will you change your life, but you'll save someone else's. And so it's it, – for each book that's sold, it, it goes for a, a life-saving malaria pill. Uh, for for someone in a third world country, so it buys a malaria pill that that will save someone's life, um, and that's kind of how that works. And then it's literally like when I say charity project, I know a lot of times it's like, oh, this charity project where ninety six percent of the donations go to cover overhead, and your four percent actually sees the people that you donate. Like this is literally goes in straight from Amazon into the charity's bank account. So, that is amazing. Uh, so the name of the book again, Breaking Out? Breaking Out of a Broken System. Okay. Give us one or two of the principles that you guys cover in the book. This sounds like it's it's really amazing. Yeah, you know, it's, it's I mean, one of them was work ethic uh, and, and, and hustle. So we kind of break it down into like money, mindset, um, your actions, your influencers, so the people that are around you um, and that sort of thing. So it's broken down into... These, these overarching sections, and there's chapters underneath. So whether it's starting a business, whether for, for personal or for tax reasons, whether it's your work ethic, whether it's improving the people that you surround yourself with. Like, like I said, it, it almost even, as I say them out loud, seems like super common sense. But it, it was just things that I looked around when I was in college, and I was like, oh, my gosh, everyone around me is going like 50, 100 grand in the hole, and they don't even know why. And like – they don't know like these common sense things that I feel like are common sense, but I guess they're not. You know, it's a lot of that stuff. No, they're not because you grew up with that and have that understanding. It's awareness was other people are just going through the the motions or what society says. Okay, so now you go to school and you incur all this debt and then you get out yeah. and, you know, you hustle. And you don't, to get you a still job. know what you want to do. Yeah. You <laughs> and still that's, so that's the theme is breaking out of a broken system. So yep. it's the system that's broken and you got to bang your head against the walls and kind of you know, get, get out of that. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I think everyone, like every high school kid should get a copy of that because it's really powerful. It's awesome. So, okay. so Chandler, what would you say is the hardest thing about being an entrepreneur? Um, being able to handle the highs and the lows. Uh, it's, it's, it really is the entrepreneurial roller coaster for me, at least. Yep. I mean, earlier this year, uh, at the end of February, all my bank accounts were negative. Like literally, all my bank accounts were negative. This and year? Then, yeah. Oh, yeah. This year, a few months ago. Oh my god. And then, like two weeks ago, we just hit a million for the year. Um, so it was like, you know, it, it really <laughs> is a roller coaster. <laughs> Congratulations, think, by the way, hitting seven you. figures. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I, I just think not, a lot of people just can't handle it. So if they can't handle the lows, they won't get what's just slightly past that. And it's like, you know, you have to push past that. And so I always, I always, uh, t- I did a company called Student Painters uh, in college. It was an internship. 
And I always tell my guys in studio painters when I was training them is like, okay, most people have this little box, right? They're in their job and, and the lows aren't really that low and the highs aren't really that high. It's just kind of like, yep, life is good, I guess. You know, <laughs> like it's, it's within this, whatever their line of good is. It's a, within, a happy medium. Yeah, it's like a, a 3% variant either way. And then when you're an entrepreneur, it's like the line is always moving. And on top of that, you above or below the line, it's like the highs and the lows. So it, it is that like in student painters world, it was like one day I would sell an $8,000 job. And then the next day I would have like someone cancel a job. And it was just like, you know, whether it's bank account negative to seven figure, bit, you know, like that kind of stuff happens all the time yeah. and you got to love it. Or you gotta. I I feel like it, it truly brings out um, the the. I f- I feel like it's truly living. Whereas I feel like if you're in a box, it's just your. You know, it's like you're not experiencing life the way it can be experienced. Right. But I, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. It's it's living and it makes life a lot of fun. At least it's all part of the ride, right? <laughs> well, so- it's kind of like you, you know you have to be comfortable at being uncomfortable. Really, yeah. is what you, is what it boils down to with being an entrepreneur. Yeah, and so with that uncomfortability, I mean, how do you keep your head in the game, Chandler? Like, how do you how do you look at your bank account in February and like, holy shit, I have no money? <laughs> and then how do you continue forging ahead? I mean, how do you do that? Oh, um, <laughs> well, it, it's it's uh, it's tough at times, but for me, there was no other option. Um, I when I dropped out of school, I said I said I'm. I'm not going to stay in my college town and I'm not going to go back and live in my hometown with my parents or anything. Like I'm going to kind of sink the ships and, and burn the bridges. So uh, not in a, like a bad way, like burning right. bridges, but more in just like, there's no turning back. Right. right? So I moved halfway across the country, uh, Des Moines, Iowa. And I said, let's do this thing. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's, it's just, I don't know. At the at the end of the day, the worst thing that happen is happens is what I get in a little bit of financial trouble. I've got friends, family, whatever that can maybe loan me a little money. If I still can't figure something out and I really just just am horrible, then hey, I can go get a job somewhere and I can make some decent money and regroup. And I can't even imagine having a job. I mean, I know that I hear there are certain people that talk about, oh, I can always go get a job, but I honestly think once you get a taste. <laughs> of entrepreneurship and really making your own schedule like the thought of asking somebody hey can i take a day off that's just so ludicrous to me like oh my god i can't even imagine doing that anymore and i came from mm-hmm. the corporate lifestyle so you're even more tainted like what yeah <laughs> never i've never having been in corporate yeah i've never really had a job but i i i you know that would have been the worst possible case scenario <laughs> but i mean i could have Sales, I love sales. Yeah. So I would have, I would have gotten some kind of sales job and just sold sold enough to like pay pay back my debts or whatever, and then went back after it and go in it. That's awesome. So so with the journey of the entrepreneur that you've had, I mean, do, do you feel like you've had a success moment already? You hit seven figures, which is huge for you. Congratulations. I mean, do you feel that that's your success moment? Hmm. Um. For me, thus far, it probably has been. I mean. It seems like a superficial success uh, success moment, but I mean, I've been wanting to hit seven figures for a while, and I hit six when I was like eighteen, nineteen. Um, so I, 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 it's just like I couldn't get over the hurdle, you know. Um, 
And I was, we had a Business Insider article earlier this year. Uh, it was on me and my business. And I just remember telling uh, the girl that, hey, we're on track to hit a million this year. And that was like the hook. That was kind of how I yeah. got the story. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> at the time, I was like, I have no clue how we're going to hit a million this year. <laughs> and it was already April or something. And we were only at like 200-something grand. And we just figured it out. So that was our goal by the end of the year. And we hit it over three months ahead of time. Nice. Uh, so that that was just a huge moment for me. And just just seeing seeing on past that that monetary thing of just like, the success stories that we see on a daily basis and how, you know, we run an online business and online training program that actually helps people. <laughs> it's a crazy concept, right? Right. There's a lot of shysters out there and, mm-hmm. and, you know, it just feels good to know that, Hey, we're doing this the right way and we're running an honest business. We're building the team and we're having a lot of fun with it. But at the end of the day, we're making people's lives better and the world's a better place. Uh, cause, cause we're here, which is, which is more than I can say about stuff I've done in the past. So, uh, you know that that feels really good, right? So, what would you say your biggest aha has been in being boss free? Something that maybe you didn't know before when you started. Hmm. Uh, work. It's just self discipline and working from home. I, you know, at any moment you're ten to twenty yards from your bed, <laughs> so you know it's, it's you can go to sleep, you can get lazy, you can you you make your own schedule. So I think. A lot of my business partner and I talked about this is it takes a a lot of discipline to to be able to live the quote unquote undisciplined life that we live. Like we can go anywhere, anytime, travel, work from anywhere, time off. Amazing. You name it. It's you know, we can do it. But it takes a lot of discipline to be able to have that freedom, which seems counterintuitive. Right. You wouldn't think like, oh, well, now that I'm an entrepreneur, I can just live this undisciplined life. But it's like. No, it takes like getting up at six, doing your two-hour morning routine, get, getting in that zone, working really hard so that you can get off whenever you want, right? Yeah. So that zone, how do you get in the zone in mm-hmm. the morning? For me, it's the morning routine. It's it's the it's the staple, the non-negotiable. Um, up at six, and I follow the, the Miracle Morning. Yeah. Uh, Hal Elrod, he's yep. the man, and. Uh, yeah, I, I have a, my variation of that, and it's pretty long, um, which is not sustainable for, for most people. I wouldn't recommend starting at what I'm at. I definitely didn't start at what I'm at, but it's pretty long. And then and then the switch for me is at the very end of my morning routine, it's a cold shower, and then I, um, I put on my work clothes, and then I uh, make me a smoothie, and then I sit down at the desk, and it's like that's – that's the the mental switch. Trick. Yep. It's like you can't just lounge pants for me at least. I can't yeah. just lounge pants and whatever else because the lines get blurred. Yeah. So it's like, all right, I'm putting on my work clothes. I just had a cold shower. Woke me up. I got a smoothie down at my work desk. Like it's got to be it's, kind of like a weird mental. Yeah. It's the flip of the switch where it's like, okay, cool, time to go to work. Now, can you can you? Uh, deep dive into your morning ritual for us or morning routine or is there some secret sauce that we can't have? There's no secret sauce. (laughs) Just consistency. That's the only – that's the not-so-secret secret secret sauce is that I do it every single day and just pretty much, but just really, really very disciplined and consistent on it. So it's wake up, um, listen to my affirmations uh, in my ear so they're recorded. And so while I'm brushing my teeth or whatever, I'm listening to them. So that, you know, think and grow rich, that kind of thing, it's – 
your your subconscious is most susceptible when you wake up and when you go to bed. So taking advantage of that. And a cool next level to that is is my brother. He's super awesome. Um, he, he plays in the rock and roll band Need to Breathe. But he uh, he recorded affirmations for me too. Him saying them. So I li- now I listen to mine and then I listen to his. Oh, that's cool. Um, so it's got like got a couple of people telling me how awesome I am in the morning. Oh, that's awesome. That's so um, cool. So it starts uh, affirmations, then it's a glass of water, 50 push-ups, 50 sit-ups, 50 jumping jacks. Um, then I do a little five-minute journal. I do uh, make some bulletproof coffee. Then I go uh, read for 30, 40 minutes. Um, so read a book. And then I uh, read my Bible, pray, um, look at my goals. <laughs> then I go down and meditate uh, for a little while. And then I take a cold shower, uh, get dressed smoothie and then prep for uh spend 10 minutes prepping for we have our daily huddle every day for the business 15 minutes so that starts at eight o'clock so that's like my hard stop so just a few minutes prep for that and then rocking and rolling well that's it that's a secret sauce to inconsistency (laughs) i mean it's what it's exactly what it takes to get you into the zone right it sounds like i bet if you don't do it you're totally off oh yeah. yeah and it's I feel like if nothing else happens for the rest of the day, yeah. I've accomplished my morning routine. And it's like it's good. I, body, mind, spirit. Yeah. It's like, I, you know, it's, I've, I, I, like this day was a success. Awesome. You know? Awesome. Okay. So to that point, tell us about your business. Tell somebody um, who's interested in what it is that you do, what you offer. Can you take us through that? Who it's for, yeah, so- what it's about? Exactly. So it's an online training program. Uh, we teach people how to write, market, and publish their first book in 90 days. Uh, so we've got a community aspect, which is pretty awesome. We also have coaches. Um, there's a high level of accountability. It's, you know, we've got coaches depending on if you're writing fiction, depending on what area of the world you're in, what kind of work style you got, whatever. Um, and then it's, it's mostly online-based content. So it's PDFs, videos, checklists, we have weekly hangouts, all that kind of stuff. So it's a big support group. So uh, it's mainly geared towards nonfiction, uh, but we also have a lot of fiction writers in there too and like a designated fiction coach. Um, but that's, that's kind of the gist of it. And it's, uh, we're all about, okay, it's not just about the book. It's about what the book can do for you. So is it for authority? Is it uh, a passion project? Like maybe a bucket list item like so many of us, right? Yeah. Who've been wanting to write this dang book for like mm-hmm. 15 years and they've got three chapters that they've been sitting on for the last five years. Or maybe it's to bring in leads for your business, speaking, coaching, consulting, like you know all these things that come after a book. So we're all about – we help people get to the finish line because we realize that that's the big thing, right? Everyone started a book or wants to write a book. We actually help people finish it. So that's where we come with the accountability, with the tools. It's A to Z, like everything you need to do. So give us a success story of somebody that went through their programs that sat on this whole idea of writing a book, had three chapters and and perhaps what it's helped them, how how their business has grown as a result of that. Yeah, that's that's a great question. I mean, we you know, they range all over from someone who almost died. Uh, mm. A few months before they wrote their book, and that was the "Hey, I've got to get this out there." Yeah. To someone who said, "Hey, I want to be location independent and stop doing so much free freelance work," yeah. and is making thousands a month in passive income off of their book um, from doing that, all the way to someone who said, "Hey, I've tried other online programs and they haven't really worked. I want to do a book." Uh, and then they did a book, and then boom! Uh, now they're a coach for us. They they got booked just the other day for a three thousand dollars speaking gig. Like 
instantly paid for the program, right? And they've got money coming in from their book. I mean, another example, a guy named Steve Dar uh, wrote a book called Profit Hacking, and um, he – he he, 3x'd his rates and brought in seventeen thousand dollars in work from people who read his book. Nice uh, business, like pretty quickly. So, so it's like kind of ra- runs the gamut. But I always say, all right, start with your purpose and your why. Is it for clients? Is it for speaking and coaching? Is it a passion project? Is it for leads? Like because because success will be determined, and your marketing of your book will be determined by what that is. So once you figure that out, you can calibrate to like, hey, is it a $3,000 speaking gig success for me or is $17,000 an extra business success for me or is it something totally right. different? Yeah. Right. right. <clears throat> so what would you say, let's move into, I guess, 2016 and whatnot. What's the focus for your business moving forward for you and you and, and Chandler too? What's, what's, yeah. what's, what's the focus for you and your business? Well, uh, me and my business are the same person, so uh, we have the same goals. <laughs> but uh, for 2016, it's it's uh, getting to 10 million with the business, and it's helping a ton more people, and being one step closer to our ultimate goal of uh, putting the publishers out of business and showing people that self-publishing is not only a viable option, it's the best option. And we really feel like the the publishers just do a pretty poor job. Um, when it, I mean, obviously, the, they don't market your book. It takes several years to get a book out. It's um, they expect you to spend your advance on the marketing. They they cut off all creative liberties, and it takes you know they make you jump through tons of hoops, and it's just like a totally broken system. Talk about broken system. The 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 publishing industry is totally broken. So we're we feel like leading the forefront of that and showing people that hey, there is another way. Yeah. And even though the New York Times list, Wall Street Journal list, whatever, even though these lists, even they kind of are in bed with the publishers. Yeah. Like we're on, you know, we're, we feel like we're on the forefront of actually doing something about that and, and putting the hands back into either entrepreneurial indie style publishers, with, which I like a lot better, or the hands of the author, which is where it should be, right? That's excellent. With everything that you've done and everything that you know, what's the best piece of advice? you've ever received? Uh, probably don't take advice from someone you wouldn't gladly switch places with. Oh, so that's a good one. It, it, if I wouldn't switch places with someone, why would I listen and, and use their advice, right? So just for instance, um, it's, you know, say someone's running an amazing business, but their family life is horrible. They've been divorced five times and family is important to me. And right. I want to have a wife and kids that love me and a successful <laughs> marriage, you know, like, I would take what that person says with a grain of salt, and maybe in some areas I wouldn't take their advice, right? So just that's just kind of an example of that. But don't take advice from someone you wouldn't gladly switch places with. Excellent. What, uh, what book are you reading right now? Uh-huh. I'm reading The Automatic Customer right now. So uh, it's a really, really good book. It's all about subscription-based businesses, um, which we have an element of that in our business with our community. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm blowing through books right now. I'm reading about a book a week, which is more than I've ever read in my life. So that's it's awesome. Pretty, it's just like thirsty for knowledge right now, and it just feels awesome. Um, so for for 2016, you're shooting for 10 million. My question to you is, what does success look like to you? Mm. Like, how will you know? Like, damn, I'm a success. So success for me, it looks like the world's a better place after I'm off this earth, and. And that it'll be it'll be not only just like slightly better, but way better. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that long after I'm gone, people can say, hey, that guy, that business, whatever, it, that, that made the world a better place. And also that people are excited to show up to work for the company that, I bu- that I'm building, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so to quantify that a little bit more, I mean, a billion is, is, is what I want to hit with one of my business with one of my businesses and, and, and beyond. So that's what success looks like for me. Kind of like a, like a Tesla or an Apple type impact where it's okay. It's making the world a better place. It's, it's making people's lives better and people love uh, working for the, for, for the company. So. Love it. And, and, and what about what you say is the ballsiest move you've ever made? Mm-hmm. We like to ask that question. And oh. I, think, I think you probably have a few, a few of them you can choose from. <laughs> uh, some would say dropping out of college. Uh, I I don't know. That was kind of kind of ballsy, but in a sense, like you can always go back, so it's not that bad. I, probably the the ballsiest move I ever made was uh, was in February <laughs> when we had like fifteen grand borrowed from friends and family and stuff for the launch of self publishing school that we were doing. It was a relaunch, and uh, we just laid it all on the line. We pushed all the chips in the table, and we said, "Hey." If this, it, we were betting the farm, and we said, if, if this launch is not successful, we are screwed. <laughs> uh, so that we, and then sure enough, all the bank accounts negative, but we we did really well with the launch, and then that's kind of catapulted into a lot of other things. So hopefully, I the next time we talk to him, I'll have a much better answer than that because I'm working on taking, like Adam Carroll says, great entrepreneurs. They they aren't risky, but they take risks, mm-hmm. and that's always right. stuck with me. Yep. So I, I want to take more risks. Maybe not be risky as much as take more risks. So I feel like I haven't really taken a lot. So hopefully I'll have a much better answer for you next time. No, it's pretty ballsy. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I like that. <laughs> I love it. It's still very good, Chandler. It is well because it's calculated, right? It was a calculated risk, meaning you knew exactly mm-hmm. what you were going to do with it. You had a plan of action, and like you said, you put all your chips on the table. Yeah, that's really risky, but it sounds like it was calculated in the right, obviously, the right thing to do. Maybe I think I think the next one I'll get I'll get back to you on this is is mm-hmm. maybe one that we're in the process of doing, which is probably more like a hundred thousand dollar risk. Nice. So, uh, hopefully that that will yield same result. Uh, similar results. Awesome. Tim, do you want to take it away? Yeah, this is, uh, it's hard to believe that we've already hit our 30 minute uh, time limit here. Um, we like to ask, um, I guess, our last questions to, to the people that we interview. What sage advice can you offer, Chandler, to our Boss Free Society listeners? Something that they can do in the next 24, 48 hours that can move their business forward. I'm a firm believer of just getting out and, and selling. <laughs> and so if you have something that you want to do, if if you if you have a business that's struggling, if you're if you're trying to become boss free, then just get out and sell it, and and sell it before you even have it, if that's what it takes. Right. Uh, and like we did that with self publishing school, we we said, oh, this sounds like a good idea. Who are we to judge that it's a good idea and spend months and tens of thousands of dollars on a logo and a trademark and all this stupid stuff? Like, let's just see if people are going to buy it. And so we pre sold. 80 something thousand dollars worth of it. And they're like, okay, this is something that people want to buy. And then we just created it alongside them. So not only did we not guess if it was going to be a success or not, we didn't guess on the content. So we just said, what do you want to learn? Cool. I'll create that video. What's the next thing you need to learn? Cool. 
and, and we just created alongside them. So it was co-created and it was exactly what they needed. So I'm a big, I'm a firm believer is a lot of people will talk about that, what they want to do. They'll talk about their idea and they'll even plan about their idea and they'll do all this talking and planning and thinking and all that, but they don't actually get out there and sell it and get it started. And you got to get some cash coming into the business. So just get out there and sell it like right away and, and, and sell more. <laughs> Keep selling. Yeah. yeah, just because, you know, that's really drove our economic engine is if you can if you if you can get out there and sell it, you can figure out the rest. And we're in that figure out the rest part now. We have been for the last few months is like we've grown so much that we're like, all right, we got to throttle back a little bit and <laughs> and slow down to speed up. Right. So yeah. I'm a firm believer just getting out there and, and, and selling your vision, selling your business, selling what what, what, what you see as the future. Some pretty good sage advice, Chandler Bolt. <laughs> that was awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on our show. Continued success. Congratulations again for hitting seven figures. Well into next year, way more. Uh, it was ten million. May that come to you flooding like super fast. And um, just continued success. Thank you so much. We're gonna have all the links to how to how to find out more about your program, how to follow you on social media in our show notes. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Boss Free Society podcast. If you want more, connect with us on Facebook at Boss Free Society fan page, Twitter at Boss Free Society, or join our group of other boss free minded peeps at the Boss Free Dojo on Facebook. <laughs>